Holly G with the Golf Insiders back from the 2022 PGA Merchandise Show, which was last week in Orlando, and a little sabbatical I took the week after my Buffalo Bills lost to the Chiefs. Oh, 13 seconds. That's the story of the Buffalo Bills. If you're a suffering Buffalo Bills fan, and I know, I digress. You know what Bills stands for. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. But um, a guy that is never behind the eight ball, and uh, he he's probably suffering a little bit too because the Bucks went out the same weekend as my Bills, and uh, we're happy to have him back wearing a new hat. Bob Herrig now with SportsIllustrated.com. That would be SI.com. Hey, Bob, good to have you on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are still in mourning. Not only did they lose, but now they're losing their quarterback, Ooh. Tom Brady. So it's a, a double whammy, you know. I think they thought they were going to go a little further, and, and things change quick. They sure do. Um and I could take up a whole hour with that conversation, but um, <laughs> we had a great finish at the Farmers Insurance Tournament, which ended on Saturday. That was kind of fun um, to get out of the way of the of the uh, conference championships on Sunday. But Luke List uh, winning his first PGA Tour event. A really, I think, likable and popular guy out there on the tour, Bob, and somebody that's been, you know, lurking around a while. Yeah, well, first of all, you're right. It was good that that ended on Saturday because none of us would have seen it on Sunday. Right. Um, you know, and that's 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 an issue you you and I've talked about many times. It's it's tough going up against the NFL playoffs, and so that was a really good move on their part. I know there was some trepidation at first from um, from the farmers people you know you lose a weekend day um, which isn't ideal but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna play the final round on Sunday during one of during one of the championship games uh, you know you're gonna you're going get a goose up, egg you're going up against that first game because the golf is going to go till six eastern and that's when that game ended and uh, that's 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 not a good recipe. And no, and they had a playoff on Saturday, which was great for the tournament. And, and right. you know, and a good leaderboard coming, uh, you know, coming into the the back nine. Of course, John Rahm was, you know, in the mix, and we know that's where John won the U.S. Open last year. Loves uh, this, uh, you know, this 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 course and this tournament. Tory Pines. But uh, it was a good mix. Jason Day, who's a two-time champ, you know, was was right there on the leaderboard. Good to see Jason back. And, you know, my new favorite player, Will Z, Will Zalatoris. Uh, unfortunately, a little trouble with that putter uh, the last few holes. And uh, it was Luke List on top. Yeah, you know, um, you're right. It was a good board. It actually went into prime time on Saturday with no football competition. Um, you know, I think I think it did well, and I'm with you. Um, it, it was a little bit cringeworthy to sometimes watch Zalatoris punt. Um, for a young guy to have those kind of issues with the putter is a little concerning, uh, and yet it shows you how good he is. Yes. That he was right there with the 
those some of those issues. I mean, he just had some struggles on the greens that, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I've known that over the course of when we've been getting to know him better over the last two years that, you know, that that's not his strength. But still, that was um, that was unfortunate. I mean, that last putt that he hit in regulation that looked like he was going to go in, it didn't look like a good stroke. No. You know, and and uh, I hope he gets that sorted out because he's a heck of a player. Yeah, he sure is. And uh, Justin Rose back on the leaderboard. Good to see Justin in the mix. Um, and Justin Thomas having a couple of good rounds, but faded out uh, on Friday and Saturday. Yes, he did. And uh, uh, I, I was surprised by that, actually. You know, uh, it's such a ball striker's course, such a perfectly made, I think, a great venue for him. Well, you know, it's, it's really the first time in a while, uh, you know, going back to the fall, that, that the tour had a venue that was set up for more than just, a, you know, a birdie barrage. You know, I mean, it's just the nature of Palm Springs. Obviously, the Sony Open is a shorter course, and the scoring is usually really good there. Kapalua this year played quite easy because it was soft and there was no wind. You know, they, they shot record scores. The Tory stands up, especially the South Course. Sure does. And that's, that really, really fits Justin Thomas. Yeah, I was surprised, and, uh, too. So they fell off a little bit. It was a little bit of a surprise. You know, I, I think he's, he's a little impatient. He, you know, he's, he hasn't won since the Players' Championship. He's itching. He's itching. He exactly is. He's itching. He wants to get another one quick. Yeah. Well, uh, we turn to one of the most iconic tournaments in golf this week, the Pebble Beach AT&T Celebrity Pro-Am in gorgeous Monterey, Bob. And um, back in the day was known as being Crosby's Clam Bake. Um, I think it started, what, like in 1937? Originally it was, I think, in San Diego, and they moved up to Monterey, and I believe uh, it was like 10 years later in, four, in the 40s, late 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of history, a lot of tradition. Typically, this is the first event uh, on the schedule after the Super Bowl, which is why it usually gets an enormous rating. Um, now it's it's the week in between the the championship games and the Super Bowl, so there won't be any football. There's the weather looks like it's nice. Um, a lot of the country is snowed in. Uh, I think people are going to be clamoring to watch that tournament. Uh, on the other side, um, uh, they've got some competition this week that's drawn a lot of the, a lot of good players away. Um, the Saudi I, I, International. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't get the sense that the AT and T people can be real pleased about that. Um, but that's sort of you know the, the the time and place that we're in right now with with golf. You know, there's there's this you know competing venture out there, and and there's other there's other options, and uh, you know it's gonna it's we've talked about that too a few times. But you know I think it's gonna keep playing out here. We're gonna from time to time be discussing this new league concept and. Backed by the, you know, backed by the Saudi investment fund, the, the actually the public investment fund, which is run by the Saudi government, and you know, it's 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 disruptive, and this is a great example of it. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, you know, 20, Twenty-one of the top fifty are playing over there, Bob. Right. I think it's what only you know ten or eleven of the top fifty are at Pebble. Right. Um, and you know, Phil's won at Pebble five times, and he's not at Pebble. Dustin Johnson's won there twice, I think. Yep. He's you know, playing he's got, over in Saudi. He's the defending champion. You know, he's got other guys over there. So a lot of them, Xander's playing over there. Pat Bryson. Green, Bryson, yeah. You know, uh, Westwood. Uh, you know, a good a good number of players, and uh, so um, you know that's uh, that's that's tough. That's that's hard. But it, I, that said, I I do think this is one of the tournaments. There are some where people are going to tune in no matter. I'm talking about Pebble Beach. They're going to tune in no matter what. They they want to see the golf course. Um, it's not always about the players. Well, I'm not a huge one to watch celebrities play golf. A lot of people are. You know, that's that's another allure of the of the tournament. They like seeing some of these athletes or entertainers, you know, that, that play golf. Yeah, and, it's fun, uh, and they, you know, and, and they're in the pressure cooker too. That's a right. spot they're not used to. I mean, like, like, let's face it, most of them are not single digit or scratch golfers that show up to this thing. Right. Exactly. So you know, if. Uh, uh, and Josh it's, it's, Allen's going to be there, Bob. I'm going to be watching. <laughs> yep, and I'm, I bet he's a good golfer too. So I think um, he is. Yeah. So it's uh, um, it's it's a. Uh, I, I just look, you know, the weather nice. I, it, with with a lot of the country snowed in, I think it's going to oh, get plenty of attention. Could be taking those looks over the cliffs uh, on the Pacific Ocean. Um, you know, we've both been to Pebble many times and. It is probably one of the best uh, golf courses to see on TV because it's just so jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Right. No doubt. Great place, and I uh, always look forward to it. And some, you know, his historic shots, right, over uh, over the course of many, many years. Most of us remember Tom Watson's chip-in at the U.S. Open on, on the par 317. I read a couple of funny uh, notes about this tournament, Bob. One was that Bing Crosby never won the tournament, his own tournament, right? And that at one point he had a chance, and he has had a six-foot birdie putt on 17, and he got so nervous in his pre-shot routine that he accidentally hit the ball, and it was now a nine-footer for par. Oh my. <laughs> I thought that was classic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, certainly for the celebrities, and it's a mixture. You know, used to pull a lot more actors, uh, I think because of, you know, uh, Bing Crosby's, you know, uh, panache back in the day. Now it's, you know, kind of a mix of athletes and uh, musicians, entertainers, uh, et cetera. But uh, that, that does make a, a fun piece of the whole event for sure absolutely and uh yeah you know making that cut is a big deal it's a huge deal <laughs> for those amateurs to get to sunday uh it's you only win, 25 you get your name on the wall that's big yeah. stuff yep it's pretty cool so also speaking of cool i didn't know this but um tiger woods redesigned the par three course at Pebble. I didn't know there was a par three course, but apparently this goes way back. It's called the Hay. Um, can you fill us in on that? 
Yeah, that's right. It's kind of, you know, I think it's uh, it was a, it was a par three that, uh, you know, maybe maybe could have used into freshening up, and uh, his design team went in there, and and uh, I don't know how much Tiger was involved on site, but you know he was involved in the plans, and he was certainly aware of it. Uh, took a look at it, I'm sure, a few times, and, and yeah, it, it's gotten some good reviews. I mean, he spruced it up nice, and, um, you know, he's... Um, from what I've seen, you know, limited amounts of his design work, um, he does a nice job. He's got a, a, a nice, it's, he's not over the top. He's, he, he makes, he's, he's into these courses that are playable. Obviously, a par three course is meant to be playable. Um, but he's, you know, I think he's, he's got a nice touch. And now he's, you know, he has other people doing the nitty gritty. Sure. But, um, you know, Tiger also, you know, I, I think it's he's the conceptual person. And, and um, you know, from what I've seen, he's got a, a nice little knack for this. Yeah, and also it was interesting to note that uh, um, for, for Tiger's first of six wins in the Junior World Championship came at San Diego's Presidio Hills Golf Course, which was – uh, 606 yards for nine holes. He, he was eight years old and shot five under. So, you know, they said that Tiger's always had, you know, a little special place in his heart for short courses and uh, has often talked about the need to grow the game through short courses. Absolutely. And, you know, and he also, he also did um, – uh, you know, at, at his course, uh, well, the, the one that the first one he opened in Mexico, uh, in Cabo, and then also the one outside of Houston, which is called Blue Jack National. In each place, he designed a shorter course, and they weren't necessarily nine holes. Like I think one of them was twelve, another one was ten, and you know, I, I think he's got kind of a, like a thing for that. Like he's sort of he's sort of into the idea of hey, you need to have a place where young people can get used to playing golf and enjoy it. Because, you know, when you're six or eight years old, it's not that easy to go out onto a regulation golf course. Heck no. We've all you been know? there. <laughs> so, you know, I think he's like, uh, I, I don't know if he's insisted on this or, you know, if it's something that he sold as part of his, you know, his design philosophy that, like, hey, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm on board to do something like this also. And uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty smart. Uh, so, Bob, as we look towards uh, this, this weekend and uh, this whole idea of this breakaway tour that some are calling it, um, you know, were you surprised at all at any of the comments that Mickelson made? Um, of course, Greg Norman saying, look, if this is good for the game, this, you know, we're not, you know, we're not trying to make this, you know, be – uh, controversy, if you will, or, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he's really trying to put the positive spin on all this. Yeah, and I don't blame him for that. Uh, but, but on the other hand, it's, it's hard for it not to be controversial. Um, you know, because in essence, what you're doing is you're, you, you almost have, even though he's claiming no, you're almost having to poach players to make this other tour run because, it's pretty much going to be impossible to play them both. You know, I mean, for as much as Norman has touted the idea that, uh, hey, a guy should be able to play wherever he wants, okay, that's that's fine. But 
his league is being talked about with 14 events, and you'd have to play them all. You're not going to be able to just play 10. You know, there's a team concept of it. They expect all, all the guys to participate. So if there's 14 events there, and then if you wanted to try to play the PGA Tour, and even if you were allowed to only have to play 12 for some reason, the, the minimum is 15, but if you were allowed to play only 12, that's still 26 tournaments. It's 29 if you play the 15. And, you know, there's not we too many We've talked over and over about how packed the schedule is already. Right. You know, there's not that many guys, top guys, playing 29 times. They're playing 22, 23 times, maybe 25. So, you know, and, and from the TGA Tour standpoint, of those 15, you know, four of them are majors. Uh, the players' championship would be five. Uh, if they make the playoffs, there's eight. Uh, if they play Jack's tournament, Arnie's tournament, that's ten. Well, now there's only five more tournaments to go around. And, you know, that, that's, that's why they have it set up the way they do, where, you know, the tour owns their media rights. They have a right to, requ- to, to you know, require them to play 15. And if they want to play somewhere else, they need a release. And they're only typically granted three releases without a bunch of givebacks in return. Well, they're not going to get 14 releases, you know. So I, I just it's it's just really interesting to see how this thing plays out. It works, and I understand Norman's point. I certainly understand. I try to write about this a little bit um, yesterday in a piece I did with Pat Perez, where you know he points out that that the top golfers. John Rahm made $7.7 million last year on the course, official prize money. Right. In other words, that's kind of like his salary. Yeah. Okay. Yes, of course he can make money off the course. Uh, but so can Steph Curry. Sure. And Steph Curry's making $54 million a year. Yeah. And he doesn't have to make another free throw or three-pointer. You know, whereas John Rahm had to perform to make that seven point seven million. I'm not trying to equate. Oh, I agree. I've I've always said golf is the toughest professional sport there is because you're still earning your paycheck. I mean, look at I. The, the example I've used is Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is a name player. He's he's got a, he's a very popular. He brings a lot to the PGA Tour. He does what they ask. He does interviews. He does PSAs. He's he signs autographs. People probably, when he's in contention, watch. He had a bad year last year. Finished outside the top 125. He made a little over a million dollars in prize money. Now, of course, in the real world, that's a lot of money. But for a golfer, it's not. You know, in, right. in terms of in terms of actual income on the course, he didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs, so there was no FedEx bonus money to speak of. I mean, there's it trickles down beyond 125, but it's nothing significant. He wasn't involved. He wasn't getting any of the pit money. He wasn't, uh, or at least we, not that we know of. He wasn't qualifying for the top ten bonus at the end of the year. You know, in other words, he had to perform. He didn't, and he's not guaranteed anything. Yeah, and That's, he's lucky. He's a lot, you know, l- luckier than most. Or I should say, fortunate because he's built a brand. You know, Ricky. Uh, some of these guys, they've known how to build a brand, uh, but a lot of them, you know. If they disappear, they disappear. You know, they're not. Well, uh, sure. And, and, you know, in other sports, guys have built brands, too. And, and they've, they make money off the, you know, again, I'm not trying to equate the NBA to golf. There's no. far more people that watch the NBA. But there, there is a balance in there. You know, the, Steph Curry's gotten getting that money because of what he's done and what they think he can do. 
But the bottom line is if he has a poor year, he's still getting it. Yeah. What I meant and with Ricky was he's an exception because even though he did finish in that spot, he's, he's one of the luckier ones that has a lot of visibility outside of golf because no of question. who he is. Yeah. One of the things that, that Phil mentioned, you know, players wouldn't have these new earning opportunities, and he was talking about, you know, the FedEx Cup bonus pool, which is jumping to $75 million, that player impact program, and the players' championship purse going to $20 million. So, you know, the players wouldn't have these new opportunities if it wasn't for this competition. Yeah, I mean, it's it's made the PGA Tour step up. And and all that stuff is great. But if I'm going to take the, the, the new league side, it's not guaranteed. You still have to perform for it. I think there's a segment of players and agents who feel that the top players should get some minimum level of comp- compensation the next year, regardless of how they perform. You know, in other words, like if you finished in the top 25, say, Maybe it's a sliding scale, but you're guaranteed a certain amount of money the next year no matter what you do because that's kind of how it works in other sports. Yeah. And and they they don't get that. You're starting over the next year. You're paying your own way. Again, you have and to it, put and aside. And it doesn't boil down to those media rights for sure. Exactly. I mean, you have to put aside the fact that these guys make a lot in endorsements, the top players do. They're making plenty of money. But, the, but but that's not the point. In other sports, they have that too. Other sports pay their way to travel. And uh, so, um, and, you know, I, I guess if you looked on the golf side, though, it's a, it's a much longer career. You know, you can play the game for 20 years. Right. Uh, you know, Pat Perez is in his 21st year. He's 46 years old, 45 years old. 21st year on tour. Um, you know, he's looking at playing the Champions Tour. He said he's looking forward to it. You know, that's, you know... No, you know, other than Tom Brady going to 44 or 45, nobody else is really doing that in, in, in those team sports. So they have to make it early. But, uh, you know, still, there is a disparity, and I get, I get where, where, these, where, where Norman is coming from. And when you're, ta- when you're hearing some of these offers, the Telegraph reported that Poulter has been offered something guaranteed. Yeah, between 20 and 30 million. I don't know for how many years that is. Yeah. But I mean, just to show up. And then those purses are $20 million. There's no cut. You get paid every week no matter what. There's a team concept. I mean, there's there's a lot of money to be made there. I mean, unless you finish last every single week, every single week is $90,000 apparently. So 90,000 times 14 tournaments is is what? It's about $1.2 million. Two million, yeah. That's, that's if you finish last every week. That's pretty unlikely. You know, so, like, most guys are going to make a minimum of $2 million just competing every week. And you have to go pretty far down the PGA Tour money list to get to $2 million. You know, like, in other words, you are, you know, pretty far up. I mean, there's – I don't know if guys are making $2 million beyond about the 60th, 70th spot. Probably not. You know, so, in other words, you've – You've, um, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to do something on the PGA Tour. You've got to make cuts. You've got to get in the mix a few times, and and so I think I, you know, you can kind of see why it might be appealing to some guys. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more money, and there's a lot more guaranteed money, um, uh, but that doesn't mean it isn't controversial anyway. Yeah, to to be to be continued. Uh, so. 
It's time to have you throw your dart, Bob. Uh, some of the others that are playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week and weekend, uh, Jordan Spieth will be back after having a little stomach bug um, last week. We're going to see Patrick Cantlay, um, Justin Rose will be back, uh, Jason Day, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Berger. He's playing yep. pretty well. So who's, uh, who's on your radar? Well, I mean, I like all those guys. I, I, I kind of like Spieth for the old, you know, be weary the, the sick golfer adage. <laughs> right. You know, he wasn't feeling well last week. He missed the cut. You know, he seems to have got that rectified. He's won at Pebble Beach. You know, he's turned the corner with his game. A year ago this time, remember how far down he was? Yeah, this was, um, this was the beginning of the, of the surge. Yeah, you know, it, it really started at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know the, the the you know the tournament dates were reversed, but right. he, you know he started to play better at this time, and and so I I, I really kind of like him. Um, you know, Cantley's just been playing nicely for a long time. He's got two top tens in 2022, and uh, you know Berger's a heck of a player who won the tournament last year. So you know I, I but I mean if you're if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick one, I think I'm going with Jordan. Mm, all right, I like that pick. Well. A lot of golf this weekend. Bob Herrig, we appreciate your time so much. And uh, congratulations uh, on your new gig at SI.com. And we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Thanks so much.